The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro, and I sit on the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society. And today I'm so pleased to be joined by Dr. Wendy Wolfman from the University of Toronto. Dr. Wolfman, can you introduce yourself to our viewers? Thanks a lot, Dr. Shapiro, and thank, thanks the International Menopause Society for inviting me to speak today. Um, I'm director of the menopause unit and the premature ovarian insufficiency unit at Mount Sinai Hospital. I'm also president of the Canadian Menopause Society and a board director of the International Menopause Society, as well as being a professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of Toronto in Canada. Well, thank you so much. So I want to ask some questions that really plague a lot of women in and around the beginning of menopause or leading up to the menopause. So the first question that women have is, why is my menstrual cycle changed so much in my 40s? And why is my period suddenly so heavy? Thanks, Marla. That's a great question. So what happens in what we call the perimenopause or the time frame when ovarian function waxes and wanes? Um, this reflects the four to five years before the last menstrual period or menopause. So we're only born with a certain number of eggs and over our lifetime, these eggs decline and the cells around these eggs produce hormones and the most important one being estrogen. And then if you don't release an egg, you won't produce progesterone either. And so the brain is driving the most resistant eggs that are remaining before menopause to release estrogen. And sometimes we get more than one egg released. And so we have times when we actually have very high amounts of estrogen and that can stimulate the uh, reproductive tract and make things like fibroids grow. Also, it can exacerbate other types of problems called adenomyosis. And because each woman is like a computer and has their own individual menstrual cycle, which in reproductive life is predictable, and each month a woman knows exactly what her period should be, that computer is sort of breaking down and it's sputtering but the brain is trying still to keep it the same as it was. So women may actually not ovulate um, and then they may have periods of increased estrogen, which thickens the lining of the uterus. And then they may have some very heavy bleeding. So we have an orderly way we can investigate this to actually find out why this is happening because there are many different reasons for women to have very heavy periods as they get closer to menopause. So one of the questions that women wanna know is, is that, okay, so now I'm in my forties, things are a little bit irregular. Is it possible I can get pregnant or this is something I don't need to worry about anymore? So absolutely, it's not over until it's over and women can still get pregnant. And so you really have to take care. Um, okay. We don't tell women it's okay until before 50 if they haven't had a period for several years and after 50 usually more than one year okay so no periods so bleeding can be heavy but i guess you know for a woman watching her cycles and, and understanding things can change during this period of time 
what bleeding then would be considered abnormal? What should be a red flag for a woman where she goes, I need to see somebody about this? So I guess for most women, it would be looking at um, the, whether it's affecting her quality of life, her ability to work, her ability to work, um, and um, also the amount of bleeding, how frequent it is, and those are the main things. So if she finds she's soaking a pad an hour for more than four or five hours, or she's having accidents through to her underwear or into the bed, uh, and that wasn't a pattern for her, then that's not normal. Also, we look at the length of time. Um, so typically normal menses wouldn't be more than eight days and the timing of the period so that if she's bleeding the whole month, that's not normal. If she's bleeding in the middle of the cycle, that's not normal. If she's bleeding after she has sex, that's not normal either. So we look at the uh, frequency, the pattern, the volume, and how much it's affecting quality of life, social circumstances. And really for each woman, she knows if that's not normal for her. So if she comes to see someone like you, having identified that the periods are too heavy or too frequent or whatever her concern is, what are the type of investigations? You mentioned an orderly fashion in terms of the way we investigate this. What can a woman expect when she comes to see someone like you in terms of what you are going to be doing? So the first thing is a complete history. So we go over some of those things I discussed, looking at uh, a picture of a woman's reproductive life, how many children she's had, what contraception she's been on, if her pap test has been done recently, when is the bleeding occurring? Um, is it occurring when she has sex? Is it occurring every month? Is this just uh, once every few months? Is she skipping periods? Does she have any associated symptoms? Like does she have pain with this bleeding or is it, there's no symptoms with it, it's unpredictable and just gushing. Um, and to make sure also um, that uh, she doesn't have a new sexual partner, what contraception is she using because infections also can cause sometimes abnormal uterine bleeding. And then, um, Going on to a, uh, as I said, associated symptoms like, is she sure the bleeding is coming from her vagina? Could it be coming from her rectum? And with a bowel movement, uh, is it when she urinates? Sometimes there's issues from the bladder. Uh, is it on her skin that she's bleeding from? So there are many sources of bleeding and we shouldn't forget those as well. Um, also, has she had her HPV vaccine? Um, because we're also concerned about cervical cancer and something like this sometimes. Then we move on to other medications that she might be taking. There are some medications that make people more prone to bleeding like anticoagulants. Um, also her past medical history and um, briefly, and then family history, because we know there are certain inherited types of uterine cancers or bowel cancers that can be associated with a higher risk. And then um, we would move on to a good physical examination, including checking for signs of anemia, doing some blood pressure, 
feeling her abdomen or tummy and doing a very good gynecological checkup with examination of the outer part of the vulva and the urethra and the anus, and then putting in a speculum, which opens the vaginal walls so we can see things better to check for anything in the vagina. And then on the cervix, we might do some cultures. If there's no pap test that's been done, we would do that. And then often, and this depends on the country and what's available, um, we, if someone's over 40 in uh, the US and Canada or over 45, I believe in the US, um, we would maybe take a sample from the lining of the uterus, which is called an endometrial biopsy. Uh, in other places, they might do an ultrasound first, uh, or they may have ultrasound there to do it concomitantly with sort of at the same appointment, and that's really optimal um, to check and see if there are any things that might cause this bleeding that are structural. Okay, so it's fairly comprehensive. Yes. And before I let you go, I'm going to ask you another question that often women are unaware of. So if you've gone through a year and you've had no bleeding, and then you do have some bleeding, is that something that should be ignored? Or is that something that really is ringing an alarm bell? So thanks so much for that question. I've had women come who after a year say, I got my period back and they think this is okay. So it's not okay and it needs investigation. So any bleeding that occurs a year after the last menstrual period should be investigated. So can you highlight just before I let you go, the difference between a woman who hasn't had a period for six months and then seems to resume her cycle versus that one year sort of line in the sand, if you will. Right, so if it's within the first six months, we don't worry about it as much because as I said, the brain is sputtering and the brain is driving the most resistant follicles to produce estrogen. And so we're not as concerned. The average age of menopause is 51, 51 and a half, um, but there is a range uh, from let's say 40 to 55 or 56, which we would consider within the normal range. Um, so some people have their last period when they're 45. And mm -hmm. for some people, it's not till they're 54 or 55. So um, regular predictable periods are the hallmark of a healthy reproductive tract. Um, if it's more than a year since a woman's had a period, then the bleeding should be investigated. Or if it's very heavy or abnormal in nature, frequency or amount. Such important information. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you.